0: Welcome back to "Don't Call it a Book Club. My name is Luke. My name is Daniel. We are finishing up "The Silver Sorceress" by Alec Hudson today. Finishing up the book. This is, this is the, the, the second book in the series. Mm-hmm. So I, so it's kind of it's kind of not a, a complete, like a, a, an ending ending. Mm. We, finished, we finished this book. I'm excited to talk about it um did you you mentioned that you wanted to say something first
1: yeah i just very briefly so i was watching the shining yesterday movie by stanley kubrick based off of a, a book and i'm not saying that the book is called the shining um and i was this is like one of my favorite movies it's a scary movie it's uh just like great movie if you haven't watched it check out the shining a uh, little free plug there, The Shining. I know you needed it. Uh, but as I was watching this, I was thinking, how come there aren't any fantasy books that are like a horror book, that are like a scary, kind of a thriller book? And as I was having this thought, I was like, oh, wait. Basically, all of Stephen King books are that, and the literally the movie that I'm watching is by stephen king like the book is by stephen king so this is this is stupid stephen king is just stephen king is just that author an author who writes fantasy books when you said that i was
0: immediately like that's that's straight up
1: (laughs) exactly so if you were wondering where all the horror fantasy books are uh stephen king just writes them so another free plug for someone that needs it. That was just the stupid observation that I made this week as I was like, hmm, how come there aren't any of these books?
0: Okay, good. It's that's a good that's a good little example of the kind of analysis you bring to the pod. Mm-hmm. So,
1: so. Stephen, if you want to come on and talk about your books, uh if you want to plug anything, I know you need the you need the press, just uh tweet at us.
0: Yeah, that'll can't wait for that to come in. Okay. I really quick. I haven't even actually seen The Shining, so. Oh my god, it's incredible! Okay, it's not so I'll, just I'll my favorite my
1: like list. scary movie. I don't really like scary movies that much. It's one of my favorite movies. I think it is. Mwah. chef's kiss, perfect. All
0: right, all right. Well, your your little advertisement worked for for me, so okay. Um, onto onto the silver sorceress.
1: Yes, we finished it as we said. Um, first things first, the Crimson Queen has, has put like a thing in Jan where they can see what's going on through Jan's eyes. And the way that we hear about this is they, they have this little basin and they all crowd around and cast this spell to be able to see through Jan's eyes. And it's, it's kind of an epic scene. But, like, it's a great thing Jan wasn't doing a onesie, wasn't having a piss the first time they <laughs> scryed him, right? Yeah. Because how, um, how much less cool would that have been if they're like, are you sure that we could do this, your highness? And she's like, yes, let's put our magical powers together and do this really hard, epic thing. All right, everybody concentrate. And then you just hear the sound of, like, Pee going into a toilet bowl, and it's just like, oh, all right, don't look, everybody, don't look. Yeah, that
0: could have been a lot. So we we don't know how much they're watching him. Right, that's true. So uh, there's got to be times when they've been watching him do some embarrassing things. Ooh,
1: it's right? it's gotta be okay. So I'll bet the queen the the queen probably isn't watching him the whole time. She's got other things to do, but she definitely has somebody. On the live stream, right? She's got somebody at all times monitoring the live stream, right? Keeping tabs on him. So, like, somebody's got piss duty. Somebody's like, "Damn, damn
0: Jan looks at Cholan's butt a lot." (laughs) They're taking notes, figuring out what he does, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. picking his nose every five
1: minutes uh yeah he doesn't wash his hands come on jan i mean it's jan
0: i know you've lived for a thousand years but come on have some basic
1: decency man
0: the the other thing with this is so i i understand that tvs haven't been invented yet right okay <laughs> but these kind of things always happen in like a basin yeah and it's like put it on a wall. You're making everyone
1: crowd around, crane their neck. That's true. That is not ergonomic to have your neck like arced like that for an extended period of time. It's terrible. That's very true. Ooh. Okay. So my concern with putting it on the wall is if it's a liquid, then how, like how, well, okay. So, so I'm just,
0: I'm saying I'm, I'm, Chalking this up to she's a very powerful magician
1: or sorceress. A uh, sorceress. She can figure it out. I think she can figure okay, it out. I think that's definitely true. Because we also I mean, we're introduced to the Crimson Queen with this little mechanical bird that she sends to the Emperor. Right? Okay, she can figure out how to put a basin of water on the wall. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. Well, alternatively Maybe it's like, maybe it's a multi-purpose basin. So Okay. So, sure, right now they're using it to scry jam. Maybe, uh, you know, after a big feast, they've got to clean up all the dishes. They're like, hey, we've got this basin here. Might as well scrub up in that. That way, we're, you know we're we're not we don't have these simple one or like these complicated single use gadgets lying around, okay everything's got multi purposes okay right this so is
0: they're trying to cut down on clutter
1: exactly this is like a minimalist architecture and furniture kind of deal. They're like we've already uh-huh. got this basin, might as well use it to wash dishes
0: right right, so that they have to they have to buy less things mm-hmm. use less less. Single-use plastic. You know, this is a, this is a LEED-certified building, actually.
1: Oh, saltstone. So, yeah, 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 I think so. I think so.
0: It's got to be. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, okay. Yeah,
1: that's definitely it. But point, point rescinded. But I do get. I mean, you could you could devise some kind of contraption though, where maybe everybody's like lying on their bellies, looking into this thing. Right, you've got like a like a ropes and pulley system where everybody lays down flat on their bellies, like you're getting a massage, and then your face is okay. through a little face hole, just at, uh-huh. almost exactly like you're getting a massage, but you're just looking down into this this basin. So yeah, then- so
0: it's like a it's like you know how they've they've upgraded the movie theaters to have like to have like cool seats that you can you can like kind of recline in this is like the next step of that exactly exactly okay okay yeah well played crimson queen okay another thing about the crimson queen yes so when we're first introduced to her or i don't know if this is the first time but when she's first holding court Mm -hmm. she's she wears this like really intense white makeup she like doesn't move Uh, and it's, it's kind of a show of a show of strength Mm -hmm. because she's a young woman and if she doesn't do this, people are going to, going to try to take advantage of the fact that they think that she's weak. Yeah, I get that. Mm -hmm. And I sympathize with
1: it, but at this point, I don't think you need that anymore. Well, so as you were saying this, I don't think we get that scene anymore. Like Well, okay, so that, I don't think that scene showed up in this book anywhere. And so the 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 grand the grand like
0: entire meeting hall being uh like with a lot of people in it. Mm-hmm. So she's not doing this for the general public. Right. But when the crone comes and meets with her, mm-hmm. she still has like all of her her really white makeup.
1: Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: and I'm kind of like you can I think you can well I mean okay maybe she maybe it's just like this is what she likes to wear when she's in command or something like that right
1: it's her power suit
0: yeah maybe that's it but I, I just want to point I don't think it's necessary anymore because the crone herself even without accounting for like the makeup and stuff Mm -hmm. is clearly very intimidated. Yeah. And it's like, this lady knows what she's doing. Yeah. So I, I just, I don't think you, I don't think you need, need the makeup anymore, but if it's like your, if it's your power suit, you, you know, stick to it, stick to it.
1: Yeah. Also, I didn't,
0: I didn't think about that being her power
1: suit, but yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's just, What she feels the most confident in. Fair enough. Also, think of the, like, concealing effect it has on her emotions, right? You know, Mm -hmm. maybe she has to work a little less hard to keep her face perfectly still if she's got it covered up with, like, a bunch of makeup. Because I feel like in, like, every conversation between... And this is like in so many books, but in every conversation between people who are politically savvy, they're like looking for micro facial expressions to be like, oh, that insult really landed what I said about Uh, her dog not being able to do a backflip. Good example. Yeah, I know. Uh, But but they look for like a tiny twinge, like, oh, her her left eye twitched slightly, which which signaled that I I really got her with that one. I really razzed her with that one. And so maybe this is just the strategy for the Crimson Queen to not have to worry about that, that kind of stuff. Yeah, because potentially because you're right. All she has to do is like point up at the shattered tower behind her and be like, "Do you see that? I did that. Okay, so let's like quit the bullshit." Right,
0: and because I and she also kind of has enough of a reputation now.
1: Yes, yes. If she didn't have one before. Yeah, now it's like oof.
0: Yeah. Um okay. Let's let's I'm gonna jump to I'm gonna jump to Cholin and Jan. Mm-hmm. So, okay, first uh I I bring this kind of thing up a lot, but I'm this is another thing that I'm a sucker for. That I that I love. Uh-huh. Like you love a good training montage. hmm I I love one that I've already said before is I love a like farmer boy coming to the big city, but I also love big fan of the the uh, what's the word like a person visiting a foreign land.
1: Yeah, like a traveler like, in a and, foreign and, land and
0: interacting yeah. with with culture that they're very uncomfortable with. Love that for when the the scenes with Cholen here, um, and so we get a lot of that when her and Jan go to this inn. Um, I don't. I don't have a lot of like a lot of things on that specifically. But the other thing I want to talk about about this inn is they come in. It's really cold. It looks. It looks like hot garbage. But when they come in, everything's really nice. Uh huh. Really warm, comfy. Uh, they've got some nice stew, and Chilin wants some tea, which fair. Good call. But Jan orders, like, the strongest ale they have, and then he gets, he gets Cho Lin some, some hot mead. It's like, just don't order, don't order alcohol for once. Like, get yourself some hot chocolate.
1: Yeah, but like... It's,
0: it would be way better. It would be so nice. He's
1: trying to get his beer blanket going on, Luke. He's got a, he's got a long ride. That night coming up. He's got to get nice and liquored up to get on that horse and ride in the dark. (laughs) Because this is also... Keep in mind, this is also right before he leaves Cholin in the middle of the night and rides off north in the dark. Right. So, (laughs) he's, like, having a bunch to drink right before this is happening, too. That's... I mean, he worries... The first time he goes through this swampland about getting an arrow in the eye and dying. I mean, guy, you could just like fall off your horse and it could trample you and you would die. <laughs> if you're super wasted. Or you could fall off your horse and freeze to death. Yeah. So like maybe getting hammered right before you flee isn't the best idea.
0: You don't always have to order alcohol. Okay? It's fine to order alcohol, just, like, it's not always the move. <laughs> Think how
1: expensive that must be. <laughs> I get it like, if you're at home. Maybe you want to have a beer with dinner. That's, like, pretty cheap, okay? Six-pack of beer is, cheap. like, ten bucks, okay? But at a restaurant, that's, like, ten bucks for a beer. Yeah. Damn, you're. this is... This... Okay. I think this explains why we saw Jan where we did when we first met Jan. As like kind of a poor farmer, you know? Uh-huh. Cause like uh-huh. I feel like Jan likes to splurge. Whereas like if you're immortal and you've been alive for a thousand years, you've gotta have so much money saved up.
0: Ooh. Well, okay, let's One thing is he did have his memory, his whole memory thing. Let's ignore that.
1: Maybe he didn't remember his pin number is what you're saying. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) He's got a lot of bank accounts out there. If he could just remember what they were, he'd be set. I, I think Jan is the kind of person that you're right. He splurges because he's, he's also perfectly okay being like having no money,
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: you know? Mm. So he's like, sweet. I got some money now. I'll have seven ales. Just get some hot water, because you're cold, and go to bed.
1: Jan, you've got a big day. Jan, think of the things that you could buy with that money. Hmm, let's see. A cradle, maybe, for this baby you're going to go try and save? Think. Let's start thinking about this baby you're going to save, Jan. Maybe they want to go to college someday. Where's that money? Start a college fund, yeah. Jan. <sighs>
0: <sighs> yeah, I don't. The, the the I mean the point is just like I've said it, but you there, there just needs to be a reset in terms of what the go to drink is hmm like mm-hmm. it's fine to get alcohol every now and then yeah but it's a, but, but like, like, that's it's not a every always, now and then thing it's also it's also just not it's not always the move. There are better options sometimes sometimes alcohol is the best option. Sure.
1: Mhm. Mhm.
0: Sometimes it's some hot chocolate.
1: Ooh, I will say this though, Lou. What if this little inn that they went to is known for the ale and mead? Like Okay, then you then you do it. Then you yeah. do it, right? Maybe uh-huh. they go to this place and Jan's like, "Hey, this place is known for miles and miles around for the the best stout you can get anywhere. Super peaty. They get the peat right out back." for this stout so we gotta try it i mean then justified justified right plus they haven't Mm -hmm. oh i do also want to say this in jan's defense they haven't eaten out a lot i think we've only seen two instances where jan in, in this book now yes in the last book every time jan went to an inn he also got ale that's fair but he's definitely not getting ale on the road. You know, he didn't bring a six-pack with him. Yeah. Maybe he's treating himself.
0: So it's just a little, a little treat treacher- Okay,
1: Okay. It could be a treat yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Could be. Okay. Fair enough. I do think he's being a little fiscally irresponsible, though, if we're being honest. <laughs> okay, speaking of being fiscally irresponsible, but treating yourself, this is going to be a little bit of a tangent. But... So Keelan goes to the home of the Pirate King. Kind of guy, this like big pirate figure. Um, and he meets him I think in the library of his big mansion. Mhm. Okay. This sounds incredible to me. And the the th- library, you mean? This even? is not going to be a hot take for anybody that listens to our show because you're already interested in books if you're listening to our show. But I think having a dope library is, like, the best part of being rich. (laughs) Like, I don't care about any of the other cool parts about having a lot of money. But I think being able to have, like, a whole room in your house that's, like, full of books and great places to read them would be incredible.
0: Okay. I Yeah. So I would agree with you. I think the key to a home library Mm Mm-hmm. You've got to have a cozy reading nook.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yep. Because otherwise otherwise it's, like, you in today's day and age, like, sure, you can have a bunch of physical books. They look cool. Yeah. But most of my books are on my e-reader. Exactly, yeah. So, like, it's cool to have a bunch of physical books. They make nice. They, they can make your library look really nice. But the most important thing... Is to have have a little a little sofa that that has several reading positions that are mm.
1: comfortable, mm. or just the biggest beanbag. Can you imagine if if <laughs> in this reading room for this pirate guy, there's just a gigantic beanbag in one of the corners? He's <laughs> <It's laughs> like, yeah, that's my reading nook over there. How do you like it, Keelan?
0: the The only thing with this, and this is part of. Why I would agree that this, when you said that this is fiscally irresponsible. Oh, absolutely. He doesn't, he doesn't know how to read. (laughs) The pirate king or Lord, whatever he is, it's mentioned that he can't read. Right. What are you doing? But the books look so
1: cool. Okay. They, okay. They do. Who's, who's that for? It's for impressing people keelan was impressed when he came in
0: right but if if it comes out like let's say you're having a meeting okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you're having a meeting Ooh, with someone yeah, really important okay. i know where this is going you bring him in you bring them through your library and into your office he's like hey that's a pretty dope library there's a really impressive nice desk here cool if he finds out that you can't read uh-huh you're going you're that's so that's a long fall
1: for your reputation yeah because i'm envisioning the scene where somebody somebody walks through the library and like catches a few books that they've read before and they're like oh this is going to be great i'll quote a few lines from these books and we'll have like a moment and they get to the office and they're like hey uh captain uh you know the uh the ocean is a fair mistress but a wicked temptress you know what i mean and the captain is like uh what And then, and then, but but this has happened before. So the captain's like, uh, oh yeah, yeah, and gives him kind of one of those like, mmm, nice, nice, good quotes, good quotes, dude. All right, so let's get to business. And the guy's like, "Mm, I don't think you have actually read that book,
0: right? I think it's, I think it's a high risk, high reward strategy.
1: (sighs) Yeah, yeah, that's definitely true. Oh man. okay last hold on last thing about the library and this is the like what i think is the coolest part but the only reason why you'd need to be rich to have the library i'm having like in my head right now is for one of those little ladders that you can move around gotta have a ladder, you know a ladder because you have so many books that they're too high for you to reach so you have a ladder that's on rails that you can kind of slide back and forth to get those top shelf books Uh uh-huh oh yeah yeah that's so good
0: that's key. the The reading nook and the ladder are two keys to a good home library. to um,
1: To an extravagant rich person's home library, you can uh, you can right. have a great home library without either of those things. Okay. Well, you got to have a nook. You got to have the reading. You got to. I'm going to I agree.
0: Um, okay.
1: So,
0: since we're on this pirate lord guy, mm-hmm. he he's really nice to Keelan. Mm-hmm. He. And he was apparently he really loved Keelan's mom, mm-hmm. right? Kind of kind of comes off as a sweet old man, even though he's like a giant pirate guy.
1: Yeah, and and he's definitely murdered a good amount of people, right? Sh- oh sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But
0: at this point in his life, kind of a sweet old man,
1: right? Right. Kind of.
0: He's retired now. Yeah. Uh, and he he hosts Keelan and his family and 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 his travelers. And and then they they just leave. And it's said that he was really sad when Keelan's mom left. I think you leave a note. You for sure
1: leave a note. You leave a very nice note. Yeah. Not only... Okay. You leave a note for two reasons. The first reason you leave a note is because this guy who doesn't know you at all let you stay in his house, eat his food... Gave you information that you were looking for. Okay, you leave a thank you for sure. Okay? But on top of that, you know that this guy was, like, devastated when your mom left. And a note would just, like, probably make him feel a little bit better about it. Dude. Keelan. What?
0: You gotta... This is... This is where... So, I understand why Keelan might not. But... Nell. Synechus. You gotta be letting Keelan know that he needs to leave a note. Okay,
1: this this to me seems like the place where Senecas should be on his fucking game. Because this guy is, A, not a sorcerer, okay? So Seneca, you can be chill with him. And Senecas is, like, pretty polite to most people. I think Senecas has a good understanding of, like, cultural norms and how to be kind of, like, cool with other people who aren't sorcerers. I should add that caveat around sorcerers Senecas is a terrible terrible person not cool not but cool but i think around the normal people he's got pretty good social skills so like Senecas here should have been like oh guys hold on before we go this is going to take us like 2 seconds we got to write a little thank you everybody sign right. it
0: and it's like it's like you i think at this point you should have in the back of your mind there's a decent chance that we come back here mm-hmm. Uh, I think you leave a note that's obviously very thankful.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's on some nice stationery. You go out to a to a local shop, get a nice little get a nice little card, write a nice thankful note, and then you also you also got to tell him that you're coming back. Mm-hmm. Right. Because mm-hmm. because it's I think it's I don't remember if it was the the actual pirate lord that says this or his uh his servant who's like tomorrow he's gonna he's gonna you know want to talk to you a lot about your mom you you just gotta leave a note that says that you'll come back and can't wait to tell him all about your mom's life exactly that's just such a wasted opportunity i was hurt i was hurt a little bit by this okay i was a little offended
1: yeah but luke they've got an important quest to go take care of Look, there's no time to spare. Important quest.
0: It's always time to spare. Always time to spare for a note. Mm. Mm. Okay. And they, they, so they go, the reason that they leave is they get, first off, they get this tip from this shopkeep guy who like tells this, this kind of scary story or not story, but like describes this, these people.
1: The fish people that are
0: like really creepy. Yeah, they're like, you don't want to get messed up with them. I don't know what they are, but they drag people away and are really scary. And and then he ends this with they're like they're like how do you know? He's like one time I I looked into the the depths of their cowls and they had gills. How can if you're if if you're on land. Mm-hmm. And the and and some some really scary thing comes up, and the scary thing about it is that it has gills. You, how, what are you doing? How are gills on land scary?
1: This is like one of the terrible stories that adults tell children around Halloween. Like, and then I looked underneath of the man's hood, and I saw gills. Ah! And the kids are like, I don't... What? What are gills?
0: <laughs> like... Sh- so these guys could be... Sure, they very well could be very dangerous. Yeah. But that would be because they're like sorcerers or something like that. It, it, the scary part has nothing to do with the fact that they have gills or live underwater. They're on land already.
1: <laughs> right. No! Maybe this guy thinks that they're sharks. Oh. Maybe this guy's like, I've seen things with gills before. Those things are sharks. Gotta stay away from sharks. So, therefore, these things must be sharks.
0: I mean, still, though.
1: Stay away like, from sharks.
0: If a shark is on land, let's say a shark, let's say just a guy with a shark head. <laughs> oh, <Oof. laughs>
1: fuck. Okay.
0: Is that, is that realistically worse than a normal guy? Well, he's got a big old shark head, so I'm gonna say yeah. I don't, I don't think it's like. Is he gonna be utilizing that shark head? That's got a lot of teeth. He's not getting to me though. I have a sword. (laughs) Oh, you didn't tell me you had a sword. Well, (laughs) if I'm if I'm Cynicus, okay, sure. (laughs) And there's like there's like one guy who's a pretty good fighter normal dude yeah another guy who's potentially also a decent fighter but he has a shark head
1: oh damn he's got a shark head
0: like oh when you say a shark maybe the shark head guy is a little bit more dangerous but not that much are we talking hammerhead or like great white no we're going great white but it's the size of a normal person's head
1: Ooh. oh does he have a neck
0: No, no neck.
1: So you're saying it's just shark head shoulders. Oh, I don't know. Because like, okay, hammerhead. mm, Now we're talking he's got some like vision that's different. Maybe he's got, you know, <laughs> a little bit better 360 vision. But a great white with no neck, he can't see me coming up behind him.
0: You're fighting one-on-one in this scenario.
1: Yeah, but maybe I'm real quick and I get behind him. You know? okay point is like
0: how how significant can a fish or shark head be
1: when it's when it's in this context Uh, i don't know luke it's luke it's an unknown factor right somebody's got gills Ooh, what else they got okay that's maybe they got scales i guess the i guess
0: the point is the is the the fear of the unknown Mm -hmm. situation but I feel like the only way that that could be scary is if they're like really good at magic. Well, maybe
1: they are. Maybe that's how they got the gills. I guess. I
0: guess how did they so. get
1: the gills, Luke? Alternatively, maybe they're just fish. See, that's not scary. And that's not scary. No, no, it's not. Okay. The.
0: Yeah, I don't know if the if the if the weird fish guys. Ended up like their the history was cool, mm-hmm. but I but uh, I I kind of feel like that the only reason that the the fish people are scary is because of the silver sorceress.
1: Yeah, they did. <laughs> they did literally nothing scary. Mm-hmm. Even when the silver sorceress, which we're gonna get there, Niara. That's is that that's what I have been going with. Uh, sure. Okay, even when Nyar was fighting Senecas and Keelan, fish people didn't do shit. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe there was gonna be like, a, I don't know, fish person used Splash or fish person used Surf. Like, no, none of those cool Pokemon moves. Just right. they stood there doing nothing. So yeah, they weren't that scary, but. Okay, before we actually leave Pirate Island and go to Fishperson Island, there's an important logical jump that is made that I think was pretty insane. So, you know, Keelan gets called to go with these fish people, potentially see the person they've been searching for. He's like, I got to take my friends with me. Nell? Nell? who's really good with knives, Senecas, who's a pure, can handle himself really well, and Sela, who's like 10. I'm going to go to this unknown island that I've been told is very dangerous. And Nell's like, are you sure we should bring Sela along? It seems a little bit unnecessary. Keelan's like, no, 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 we can't leave her on this, this terrible pirate island full of bloodthirsty pirates and Nell's like oh yeah 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 you're right you're right we're tra- we're taking her we're taking her for sure hold on let's go back a step what bloodthirsty pirates have you encountered
0: yeah cuz they kind of say that this this island is no longer really a pirate island right
1: y- i think so yeah it's more it's of a, a trading, trading island yeah right so like just leave her where you are already. You've
0: met. Maybe he was like, I don't really want to ask our host for, for another favor. Cause
1: I'm not going to leave a note. <laughs> you're thinking, you're thinking he already had the note in mind. He was like, I'm intentionally not going to leave a note. So I can't leave Sela behind. Or he's like, he's like, uh,
0: I know I should be leaving a note, but I'm not going to. And I don't want to anger him further by leaving.
1: <laughs> You're saying Keelan thinks it's going to be less inconvenient to bring along this 10-year-old to a dangerous island than just to write a note and leave it for this guy.
0: I think so. Yeah, <laughs> He hates notes. He's like, what do I write?
1: <laughs> I think that's fair. I think it's also kind of funny how Nell is like, well, we're already going to be defending you, Keelan, you dumbass. So we might as well defend Sela as well. It's going to be no trouble if we have to defend the both of you. Uh, what? <laughs> I'm sorry. I think that's reasonable. By that logic, I mean... you could have like a two people defend a town of like 10,000 people. Because like, oh, if defending two people... Defending two people is the same as three people, so we might as well defend three people. Defending five people is the same as defending three people, so we might as well defend five people. <laughs> Okay,
0: fair, yeah, no, fair that's enough. not good fair logic enough. all of the all of the cella stuff is like really inconvenient. it yeah, incredibly inconvenient, like but I don't know which like uh, just uh sella's just like I know you're a little girl, but just kinda just don't, you know, if you could just stop being a child, that'd be awesome, <laughs> right. Uh, okay. Are you ready to move on to the the next island?
1: Yes, the fish island. I, the fish island <laughs> is what we're calling. We're leaving it, I guess. Pirate Island. We're going to Fish
0: Island. So, there's a lot that goes on here. Yes, but I only have one note. <laughs> okay, and that's about some the one thing that Keelan did not do that is just unthinkable to me. Hmm. If I'm Keelan,
1: mm-hmm. I'm petting that cat. Oh, yeah, you are. He didn't do it once. Well, okay, it does look very intimidating. At first,
0: at first. but then it's like it's like curling up with uh, Niara, or however we're pronouncing it.
1: Yeah, I've been going Niara. That's true, and when you hear it start purring at one point, that just is an invitation to go over and feel how soft it's- that kitty is. It's like a horse-sized kitty. Yeah. You're... And it's got to be so soft. Are you kidding me? It's got to be so soft. You know Niara brushes that thing every day.
0: It shows its belly to Niara a couple times. You got to get in there.
1: Uh, You got to. I'm just thinking of all those videos you can watch on YouTube of the people who, like, raise cats, raise big cats up from little cats. And it just looks so fun to give a tiger Mm -hmm. a big old hug. And this is, like, the opportunity for that. And Keelan doesn't take it. Uh, It hurt me. It hurt me a little bit. I get that. I get that for sure. Uh, You know, okay. Also, this is, like, a horse-sized cat, right? Yeah, you're definitely riding that into battle, right? Oh, if you get the opportunity, if you get the yes. opportunity, you're like, "Come on, ooh, what's the kitty's name? Did she have a name for the kitty?" Uh,
0: I don't remember hearing a name.
1: Okay, that means we get to name our battle steed, Luke. <laughs> what's What's the name of this white and red battle kitty that we would charge into battle with? Big battle kitty, a big beautiful white battle kitty.
0: So, so this is gonna reveal my the kind of name that I choose for pets. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna. I think you go, Larry.
1: Oh God! All right, explain. That'd be hilarious. No, you've got this
0: horse-sized terrifying terrifying uh i think it's a tiger yeah or it looks like a tiger yeah. and his name's larry that's
1: terrible
0: okay okay what's your name what's your name
1: uh maybe you go with something like blood fang <sighs> that's lame blood that's fang lame. or I mean. um you could just call it crimson queen 2 <laughs> Do you have... But see, if
0: you go with something like Bloodfang, mm-hmm. are you calling it Bloodfang when you're not in battle?
1: Yeah. Come hither, Bloodfang. Let so me like, scratch your l- stomach, Let me, blood let me fang. rub
0: your belly, Bloodfang. Let me give you
1: no. blood... <laughs> let me give you belly rubs, Bloodfang. Who's a good little Bloodfang? I don't... I don't... I don't know about that. All right, fine. We'll just agree to disagree. Luke's gonna go with okay. Larry for this... Intense battle, cat, And I'm going to go with Bloodfang. (laughs) Bloodfang. We'll see who's more intimidated. Okay. Okay, hold on, though. Because I also have just one note about the island. We find out that Niara has control over, like, biology, in a sense. So she can create new fruits. Luke, what... What new fruit would you want to be there? Because I could not stop thinking about the different fruit combinations that I wanted. Ooh. So if I could take different fruits and mush them up into one fruit, like okay. I feel like taking, like a, like a strawberry, and a watermelon, and just like mushing them together, or like a strawberry and like a pineapple. And just okay. So what what are you
0: what are you trying to gain from that?
1: I want ooh no, no 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 no. no, Okay. Forget all that garbage that I just said. Get it out of here. What we want is every fruit mixed with a strawberry. <laughs> you oh, do you to, to clarify. Yeah.
0: Do you mean one fruit? Uh-huh. That has everything mixed together. Nope, nope, that's terrible. Or do you mean like, do you mean like a bunch of different fruits that is strawberry with one other fruit?
1: Yes, that. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. Probably my favorite thing about a strawberry is how convenient it is to eat. Uh-huh. Okay, you don't, there's no peeling involved. You can eat the whole thing. Okay. You just have a little little tuft of hair at the top that you throw away. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. Okay. If I if I have to carve up a mango one more time, I'm never <laughs> eating mango again. Okay. But if I have a mango that's in the shape of a strawberry, every day is mango day for me. So you're, you're more going
0: for... You're not necessarily trying to get, like, strawberry flavor in other things. You're just trying to get other things easier to eat.
1: Yes. And now, I wouldn't mind strawberry flavor. Flavor of strawberry is great. There's a reason I didn't mm-hmm. say everything mixed with a grape, because I don't want grape-flavored everything. Grapes are also extremely okay. convenient to eat. However, I don't want everything to taste a little bit like grapes. That's too much. That's too much for me. Okay, sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah, strawberry does mix well with things. I would say... So, to me, I'm I'm kind of on board with you on this, where the main thing that I want... I don't necessarily want a combination of flavors. Mm-hmm. I'm more concerned about... The, so, okay, so, to me, the best fruit, flavor-wise, raspberries. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think the main thing for me is I just want those, those bad boys bigger.
1: Ooh, you want a bigger raspberry. Okay. like So, like, watermelon combined with a raspberry?
0: I mean, I would, I would go... Well, I would be worried about there there being like a shell. So I don't because I, obviously I don't want a shell.
1: All right. Well, we're gonna uh, have to compromise somewhere, Luke. Because, like, okay, now I'm thinking you could do like pomegranate mixed with the raspberry because then you still get those nice little kernels in there, but you get the raspberry. It seems like flavors. the
0: opposite effect that I want.
1: You wanted it bigger,
0: right? Yeah. Uh, so I'm thinking, just like, give me. Uh... Give me, like, a, a apple. I can just pick a, pick one of those guys, but it's just a giant raspberry.
1: Oof. You know that's going to stain, though, Luke. Come on. That's Def- going to stain literally everything. Definitely going to stain. You when
0: you're going raspberry picking, you don't wear your best clothes.
1: You're not wearing whites when you go raspberry picking. That's for sure. No. No. Mm. <laughs> All right. Yeah, okay, I'm on board with you. I'm on board with you there. Getting some size, some size variation would be important. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, Mm -hmm. okay, that's true. That's true. All right, the other thing that's freaking ridiculous about this, if I created a new fruit, I'm not just going to, like, okay, okay, okay. I'm Niara. I came up with the dopest fruit that anybody's ever eaten in their lives. I'm also a super egotistical sorceress who thinks that she's the best of all time. You're for sure exporting that fruit, right? You're for sure taking a few seeds of that fruit and just throwing it to the wind and being like, everybody enjoy my snuffleberries." (laughs) Uh, yes. Enjoy my mango apples, world. And then... Gaze upon your their creator when you are all addicted to the deliciousness of the mango apple.
0: Yeah. I guess I don't... I don't know how much she craves, like, recognition, though. Yeah. I just feel like... Here's, to, here's what I think. I think if you're going to do this... So, she's done this with fruit. She's done this with animals. Uh, I have to assume she's done this with other... Like vegetables, yeah. other other food related things as well. Mm-hmm. I wanna hear about the recipes that you're coming up Ooh. with. Ooh. Yeah. Right? Like, do you have do you have a new like oh. a new super basil that you're making the best pesto with?
1: I feel like no 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 no, Luke, no. She's not making pesto. She's got like her whole other thing. She's got like things we've never even heard of before. Right? So she's not just
0: improving on current recipes.
1: No, 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 It would be like trying to explain what tomato sauce was to somebody before they knew what a tomato was. Okay. There's, you're not getting anywhere with that conversation.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're getting, you're getting with dinner. You're, you're, going, you're having dinner with Niara. She brings out some pasta. She's like, "Wait for the sauce." <laughs> you're like, she "Wait." Puts on the sauce, and you're like, "I don't know what the fuck that is, but it tastes fantastic."
1: <laughs> exactly. She's like, "Yeah, that's okay. tomatoes, basil, and garlic." Yeah, I made those. <laughs> Me, and you're like, "I don't care whatever else you've been doing on this island. This is fantastic." For sure. This also, oh, dude, this also explains, okay, we're going to jump a little bit ahead. Keelan's like a little pissed at Senecus. Keelan's a little pissed at Senecus because he kind of blames Senecus for killing Niara. But he's mm-hmm. like, no, I shouldn't be mad. She was kind of crazy, I guess. I don't know what was going on, really. I shouldn't be mad at Senecus. That anger at Senecus was his stomach talking. And his stomach was like, dude, we're never going to get spaghetti again. You realize this, right? <laughs> if we leave now, there's no more spaghetti. And Keelan's like, god damn it, Senecus, Yeah. I mean, that's fair. I'd be, yeah, I'd be a little pissed at Senecas. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs>
0: okay. Good, no- good notes there. Uh... Okay, last last area that we have yet to talk about. Mm-hmm. And that's Demian. Yes. One thing that Demian says is that the reason that he was involved in Aliana's plan for the Cataclysms is because he had grown fed up with the society at hand. And he was like... We might as well just chop it, chop the whole thing down and start from scratch. And I can, I can f- somewhat sympathize with like, not, not like, I don't I'm not agreeing <laughs> with him, but like, I can understand the motivation, mm-hmm. but if that's your motivation, you've got to do, you've got to do something with your, with your immortality. <laughs> like you can't just be like, okay. I'm gonna be immortal. We're gonna chop down the whole society down, and I'm just gonna like hope that it gets better. Yeah, yep. Yeah. I'm yeah. gonna go meditate. I'm gonna go meditate. Hopefully, it's better. Right. Like, if you bear that much responsibility, and that's the reason that you did it, you you're, you've gotta you you've gotta do something. <laughs> this is, I'm not
1: letting you off the hook for this. This is an outstanding point, Luke. Damian, <laughs> Damian, just like went and burned down the whole government he was like yeah dude it was super corrupt Uh, alright so I'm gonna leave now after doing that and you guys can like figure out how to run everything again from scratch and I'll come back and see if it's better and then when he comes back he's like it's the same as last time (laughs) it's like yeah dude what did you expect to happen you didn't freaking change anything (laughs) this is insane Damien Demian sucks. I'm glad he's dead. Oh, 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 Demian did kind of suck. Uh, I was like pretty okay. I think Demian getting super murdered by Aliana was great because it reminded us how just like shitty Aliana is. Like, <laughs> and I had kind of forgotten if you if you like last episode. I was like, oh, maybe we'll get her a little redemption arc with Aliana. You know, maybe right. she's going to learn from this experience, grow a little bit. And then it's like, no, Aliana sucks shit. Like, as soon as she murdered Demian, I was like, and there it goes. Bye. <laughs> Aliana's terrible. <laughs> oh, we hate Aliana. <sighs> yeah. Especially, God. After that freaking scene where Demian's like, in the sword singers, we had a brotherhood. We stuck together, you know? If things were going bad, we like toughed it out together. And Aliana's like, oh, that's what Demian's doing for me. Nice. Okay, it'll make it easier to stab him. Cool. (laughs) Damn it! Right. As
0: soon as, to be honest, as soon as uh, the, the... presence being whatever mm-hmm. that's under the mountain says that he needs a talent and he specifies uh Keila. Yeah. But he does he just says he needs a talent, yeah. basically. Yeah. I was immediately like, I mean, there is Demian right there. And but I didn't think that she was gonna do no, it. No, I didn't either. But I was actually I was very glad that she did. <laughs> because because A, I think that's a fantastic little little thing from her oh yeah incredible and i was also just i was i was ready for Demian to be to be done
1: yeah that's fair (laughs) that's fair ah man but yeah so we're definitely not getting a redemption arc from aliana for sure no uh yeah probably not i mean she is
0: she at the last thing here she's potentially teaming up with the crimson queen
1: yeah, we get that in the epilogue, right? Yeah. So
0: a little dynamic duo situation. Um so I don't know. I mean, okay, but b- before before we before we finish. Yes. I want to talk a little bit about this last scene with Jan.
1: Ooh, yeah. Where? Yeah.
0: Where they they go into the 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 secret place. Of where this like ancient child that he thinks is. Yeah, there. in the throne room. Yeah, yeah. So and he gets it's it's gone and well, okay, first off the the little the shaman guy, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. That's that's gotta be the kid, right?
1: Oh shoot. I mean probably, yeah. I, like,
0: it's around, around the right age. The kid's like, right? Young.
1: Ooh. And it's. Wait, wait, wait. The king, didn't they say he was like less than 30? Yes. I think so. And he saw the kid get taken out of the ice. Was that right?
0: Ooh. Okay.
1: Yes. And this shaman kid is like. It's like, I'm I'm putting like mid-teens. Yeah, I was saying like, I was thinking like 15 to 17, which like, yeah, could still work. Right. Could still line up. I think you're right, Luke. I think you're very right because the kid's got to be somebody.
0: Right. And the kid, the kid, I have to assume is still alive.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think you're right. This is, Luke, this is a prediction that I didn't even have any, I wasn't even close (laughs) on this one. He's, he's also
0: more of a stronger sorcerer than the Crimson Queen. Right. Which I would be, like, maybe there's just another one out there.
1: But. But this kid is special. That's why they were saved. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ooh.
0: I, I'm not sure because the, the age is a little bit. A little bit wonky.
1: I'm not. I'm not. But we don't super know. not know the it. exact ages of anybody yet, right? So, oh boy. Yeah, I think you're right, Luke. <laughs> okay. The other
0: thing that I wanted to say about this scene is it's gonna be, it's gonna be potentially. Well, I don't know if it's gonna be controversial. Okay. But okay, we find out that they're allied with the the chosen or the betrayers yep and i'm gonna stipulate here that in this in this world like a lot of people's motivations or goals would still be achieved if like the world was ruined right ruined is a kind of weird word but um if like the chosen have their way and like things go south. Yeah. There are people that want it want that to happen cuz they would benefit.
1: Yeah, well, I mean there are people that worship the betrayers, right? So yeah, I think right. yes.
0: If that's your motivation, and I'm not saying that I sympathize with that motivation, but when you're trying to figure out if if you're if you're trying to decide if you want to worship the betrayers, I kind of get it. <laughs>
1: Because of this scene,
0: they're they're pretty cool. They
1: are very cool. I will
0: admit that they're very cool. They're very terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like if if that's your if that's your like your your area that you wanna that you wanna move your career towards, I don't think you can go wrong with the chosen.
1: Um, well, I don't know if I'll go that far because um, apparently there's now a dagger that can kill them. Right. So so I feel like before we knew about the dagger that could kill them. Then it was like, okay, if I worship the betrayers, eventually they're going to get out. Like l- law of large numbers, eventually they're going to get out of the chest. M- mm-hmm. Maybe it's in a thousand years. Maybe it's in five years. And then things are going to be popping off and it's going to be wild. And then the worst that can happen is they get put back in the chest. Oh, well, I'll just wait. Maybe my great-grandchildren will, like, see some other cool shit. So before we learned about the dagger, I would have agreed with you. Now that the dagger's in play, oh, I don't, there's uh, an okay. end. There's an end to the betrayers now
0: okay sure i think i'm i'm more i'm not necessarily saying this because i'm 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 not factoring in like likelihood of success mm-hmm. I'm factoring in if that's your aesthetic, who you want to attach your brand to
1: oh betrayers basically. for sure betrayers for sure yeah, yeah betrayers yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. for sure because like you can't find anything scarier. No than a weird little child that has like a creepy voice and comes up with really scary lines. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm with you on that. 100%. Um, Okay. Okay. Do, do we think Keelan's turning into a betrayer by the way? (laughs) What, what, What do you, what do you mean there? So Keelan, as they're rowing back from the Island, the fish Island to pirate Island, he got cut by the knife, by the dagger, and noticed Ooh. that his skin was turning. He said, "Milk white," and that his veins. He saw him kind of wriggle around a little bit.
0: Ooh, that's a good. I forgot about that. That's a good question. Is
1: Keelan turning? And the blade was made from their bones, the betrayer's bones and blood. Is Keelan turning into a betrayer?
0: Potentially. Oh. We could get a little betrayer v betrayer action here.
1: Or Keelan just What do you <laughs> Keelan just joins the betrayers and the book ends with a raveling? <laughs> that would be a that would be a fantastic ending. Like maybe the maybe <laughs> here's what happened. No no no. This is perfect. Here's what happens. Okay. Dan this is a Dan predicts the ending. Keelan becomes a betrayer. And then helps bring about the apocalypse. And then it turns out they didn't actually kill Niara, right? Because they just assumed that she died. And the last scene of the of the book is Niara jumping down with this dagger, attacking one of the betrayers. And it, it's revealed that the Oracle was just showing them what was going to happen. There was nothing they could do about it. It was just like, yeah, this is going to happen. So be, be hyped for that. Yeah. That's how it's gonna end, it's how
0: it's and gonna then end. they're just
1: gonna pwn Niara. Niara's gonna kill like one of them, and they're all gonna surround her and just like, yeah, hit her with a slash. That's that's their move. Yeah, little slash move. Mm-hmm. Got to. That's it. I'm calling yeah. it.
0: Okay. The other thing that I would say, I'm my so my thoughts are. I think this is gonna go keelan slowly starts turning into a betrayer Mm -hmm. and we follow him Mm. like so so i've already turned i'm already team betrayer luke's team betrayer okay but but we the readers are gonna are gonna follow keelan's path and end up as team betrayer
1: Ooh, yeah Mm -hmm. where we learn that they have a really bold economic and environmentalism vision for the future and how everyone else <laughs> is just, like, naysayers. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, good news, Luke. We're going to read the next book.
0: Correct. That's right. Yeah, the, so
1: the third book. The last book in the Raveling Trilogy, The Shadow King by Alec Hudson, next on the pod.
0: Next, yeah. So the 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 Shadow King just came out. Mm-hmm. It's the it's the conclusion Uh, first. okay, so we're going to take we're going to take one week off of this series. We're going to read Shadows for Silence in the Forests of Hell by Brandon Sanderson, a short story for next week. And then we're going to come back to
1: Alec Hudson's series. So. So, I mean, we're going to find out in pretty short order. What the betrayers are up to, what their what their crazy vision is for the future, you know, and we're gonna have a lot of our theories confirmed, I think. Um, ooh, should we give like little reviews about this one? Maybe not a long extended review, but just a short little little something.
0: Yeah, sure, a short little. Since we're not gonna be like a full review like we normally do, but just a quick little quick little thoughts. Yeah, I
1: think we'll give full thoughts after we finish the series. Um, I. I actually so I really liked Crimson Queen. I liked this book more than Crimson Queen. Um oh. and I liked it more than Crimson Queen because the the world felt much bigger. So we got a lot more a lot a lot more variety in like who we heard from, where they went, um and like the scale of the danger seems much more important than in Crimson Queen. Um it seems like things are really big and important, which I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, we got a lot of good Demian uh, Aliana characterization that I was loving. So, yeah, I just, I think the story is much bigger than it was in Crimson Queen, and I really like that. Okay, yeah. I
0: I also really like this. I don't know if I'm willing to say I like it better. I definitely, it's, I I don't think I like Crimson Queen better, but I don't know if I like if I'm ne- willing to say that I like Silver Sorceress better, mm-hmm. uh, part of that is because, and I think that this is kind of intentional that the Silver Sorceress is a little bit less of a. It seems like a little bit less able to stand on its own, which I think is kind of just how middle books <laughs> almost always go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but I, I I agree with most of what you said. That we get. The the danger seems more. We we more know what the danger is because we didn't really mm-hmm. in the last one. Um, but yeah, I I am a big fan of like the size of the world that we get, or size might not be the right word, but like depth, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's not explained, right? Like we get this this bit from Niara about how there's tons and tons of civilizations that have come before and the fish people are one such Mm -hmm. but we don't know anything about them so there's just there's tons of depth there that we just don't know and that's really that's very cool um but yeah i am very i'm very hyped for the next one yeah
1: yeah let's uh so yeah we're gonna see we're gonna see how this series wraps up this will be the first series i think where we've read all of them on the show
0: I think that's true.
1: So, get excited. Uh, But for next week, Shadows for Silence in the Forest of Hell by Brandon Sanderson. Your intrepid hosts will be coming up with uh, plenty of hot takes for this short story. And we'll be acting like dumb nerds.